This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds. Allow me to spend some time with you discussing pets, pet care, and everything in between. Today I'd like to talk about vaccination titers. Are they helpful? Occasionally, a client would come in my clinic with their pet for the annual exam and vaccination boosters and ask why he needed to give their pet a booster. They figured the original vaccinations lasted forever, or at least for years. They had a good point, but I was handcuffed by limited data to support or refute the owner's challenge. In the past, your veterinarian based their vaccine protocol on the information from the vaccine manufacturers. Unfortunately, vaccine companies had to go through a slew of tests and safety issues to get a product on the market, and that cost money. But I'm glad they did, because that assured me that the vaccine I was administering to your family pet was safe and effective. And for the past 50 years, we have been blessed with safe, effective vaccines with very few adverse reactions. On the downside, because of costs, the vaccine companies measured the protective effectiveness of their vaccines for only a year. That forced veterinarians to establish a vaccine protocol based on limited information. Our hands were tied because if we did not follow the annual vaccine booster protocol guaranteed by the company, then we were liable for a break in protection. So for years, we blindly told our clients that annual vaccines were mandatory after the initial series. We really had no choice. Clients that questioned the annual booster asked to have their pet tested to see if the pet antibody levels were high enough to afford protection. This measure is called a titer. Until very recently, getting a titer for your dog or cat was very expensive. It took weeks to get the results, and the results were open for interpretation. Titers can be fickle in that they go up and down depending on the health status of the pet at the time of drawing the blood for the test. A high titer for a particular disease usually meant the pet was protected. A low titer may or may not mean the animal's unprotected. And not all diseases we vaccinate against have titer measures. Consequently, veterinarians and their clients played it safe and went with the manufacturer's recommendations. The success of vaccines preventing nasty diseases in our pets and farm animals has been unbelievable. Veterinarians rarely see distemper or parvo virus in dogs or distemper in leukemia in cats. When we do see these cases, vaccination protocols were absent. The animals were simply not vaccinated. Some clients did not believe in vaccines for their pets or for themselves. Their reasons range from religious beliefs to personal preference, fear, or lack of trust. I spent a lot of time discussing the issue with these clients. I never wavered from requiring rabies vaccination. That was not an option. The other core vaccines I would waive, but the owner signed a release form understanding the consequences. Don't forget, rabies in our pets and people is very low due to rabies vaccinations. Because rabies is invariably fatal, vaccine companies did spend the money to extend their testing beyond a year. That is why the rabies vaccine protocol has always been different from the others. Next time, I'll discuss when to use titers to establish a vaccine program. This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds on WERU. Thank you for listening. Remember, enjoy your pet and don't forget to give them a hug.